What a way to launch a new season of the Coach McVay Show, presented by Microsoft Surface, a 30-13 win in the Pacific Northwest, week one over the Seattle Seahawks with the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, my friend DeMarco Farr. Mm. I'm JB Long. Good to see you, Sean. Congratulations. Good to see you guys. Appreciate it. I was, uh, it was fun to, to be able to see a lot of the work that those guys have put in. Um, can't say enough about just watching the way we played as a team, the way they competed and I thought it was a good start, and I think the best part about this group is they know that, hey, that was great, but let's just continue to put the work in every single day and, and see if we can continue to improve throughout this thing and see where we can take it. But I love the energy of this group. I love uh, the way that they play together. I thought we really played good complimentary football yesterday, and I also love the fact that we we learned a little bit about how we want to handle the ebbs and flows of what a real football game entails. Things mm. didn't go perfect in the first half. Guys just stayed the course. I thought that was a real credit to the leadership of the players. Um, the mental and the physical toughness was definitely on display, and, and we want to see that continue to illustrate itself as the season progresses. It's it's week one. You, you got the win. It's 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 great to have. I mean, but how much did you want this win? How much did you need this win for this group? Here, here's what I, I wanted it for those guys because they put in a lot of work, and um, I wanted them to be able to just go play the way that I thought they were capable of, and they did that. They've earned the confidence because of the energy, because of the edge that they've brought to the practice field, uh, you know, to a couple joint practices. And this was the first time that we got an opportunity to really see the team that we were counting on, the guys that had earned opportunities to be in some of these starting positions or different personnel groupings that we were activating on both sides or different phases in the kicking game. And um, I was really proud of them. And and I was really pleased to to just see them play the way that I know that they're capable of. And, and I also think they know that uh, there's some things that we can improve upon, whether it be as coaches or as players. Um, but they just want to continue to get better. They like playing with one another. You could see there was a joy that they played with. And I think that's when we're at our best. And I want to continue to see that show itself throughout the year. I think you hinted at something there. I heard that you're getting information and a data point on this group. We've been so focused on, hey, these new Rams, yep. rookies, newcomers, like they're learning you, they're learning your system. But for your coaching staff, I'm excited because all those live reps yesterday, I imagine that's going to inform how you deploy them moving forward as soon as next it's week. It's so true, you know, because you have an idea and and there was a confidence, there was a belief and uh, that those guys could go play the way that they they did yesterday. But until you go do it, you know, really everything is just a bunch of talk up until that point. But the work wasn't fake, you know, the, the work that's necessary. And it's it doesn't end just because yesterday went the way we wanted. It continues on. These guys know it. I, I love the way that these players came in today, the way that they lifted, um, the way that they recovered, the way that they looked at the film with honest eyes on. Uh, there was a couple things that we got away with that worked out for our favor, but that's not in alignment with, you know, uh, the operations that we feel like, you know, sometimes the results can be beneficial. You know, everybody mm. talks about process over results. Well, you got to be true to that, even when sometimes the results work in your favor. And I love the way that these guys are coachable. They're accountable. They want to just continue to get better. And, um, and I was really just happy for them. That was the important thing. And I thought the coaches did a great job. You could just feel there's a connection between these players, these coaches, uh, the players amongst one another. And, that's stuff that you see more than anything you can say. That's an it's like an honesty thing. Like no one's afraid to be honest. Yeah. Coaches, coaches or players, you need to be better. You need to be here. Hey, coach, this is what I saw. And then you act accordingly. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing, you know, you saw the shirts that we had with the model, the way and training camp. Well, it's not exclusive to players. You know, if we're asking this of them, are we doing that? Are we being accountable to the things that we want? Are we being honest with some of the procedural things or our overall communication to provide the clarity for them to then go execute at their best. And there were certainly some things and, and that's how it is that, you know, I, I've got to do a better job and, and we can collectively do a better 
job and, and our job is to make sure that we don't make the same mistake twice and we continue to use you know these opportunities to learn and and we're getting our reps so that we can ultimately be better for these guys and that's what it's about one mistake they didn't make is kind of taking the bait in those closing minutes when things boiled over with the Seahawks. You talk about poise for a young group on yep. their own hostile territory. How pleased with you are, or are you with not just that they won, but the way they won in some of those moments? It was that's I loved it, and and I love the way the guys competed as hard as they did through the echo of the whistle, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we want to be able to see. We want to play tough. We want to play smart, um, but we want to play tough and smart. And sometimes those two things um, don't necessarily run in alignment or you know, and they did in our case yesterday. And so whether it was Matthew's mixture of the cadence in the latter part of the game, whether it was our defense being able to make stops and not let some of the extracurriculars affect their ability mm-hmm. to move forward, whether it was Skoranek drawing a personal foul. And so those are the kind of things that um, that we wanted to be able to see. And, and you mentioned it, you know, I thought there was poise illustrated. I thought there was playing smart and staying connected. And and uh, and that was exactly what we wanted. Let me follow up on Skoranek yeah. there. That was a little flop, wasn't it? Yeah. That was hey, NBA caliber stuff. It was more like <laughs> soccer. Okay, but <laughs> but he also goes out there with Stafford as yeah. a captain and wins the first coin toss of the year. What's more impressive, that or his game day outfit on the way to Lumen Field? You know what? I don't know what he wore. Uh, you know what he did actually? Yeah, how, how many buttons did he lose uh, on the way in? Is <laughs> there the were buttons question. on that shirt? <laughs> there might not have been. Okay. But hey, let it let him be him. But so I uh, I, I love the the way that he plays. I I love the way that this team competed yesterday, mm-hmm. and certainly Ben is one of the guys that represents what we want it to look like. You know, Matthew Stafford, I thought played a great game. Yes, I mean, he, did. he was really in in charge. He was poised. But I mean, when we talk about the quarterback, you got to talk about the butt and gut guys first. I thought the O line, Seattle threw everything they could at him. I thought they did great in pass protection. They did. They 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 strained. Um, and I thought the backs were an extension of that. There were some times that we used the tight ends in that, and I was super pleased with that group. And 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 it was a another great reflection of a lot of work that's been put in, um, a lot of time that's been spent. But I thought all five of those guys, you know, you talk about Alaric Jackson, what a stud he was yesterday, the way that he strained, the way he finished. I thought Coleman Shelton did an excellent job. Steve Avila in his first start as a as a rookie, doing a great job in a hostile environment. Um, I was really pleased with Joe Noteboom playing right guard for the first time. And then Rob Havenstein, you know, just continues to, um, you know, show why he's been a consistent player for such a long period of time. I was really pleased with Tyler Higby when he, we asked mm-hmm. him to do some different things. And then Kyron Williams was a stud as well. And then ultimately, Matthew having a great feel for the pocket, read and recognize coverage, getting his different eligibles involved, and then the guys making the plays. Uh, it's why football is the greatest team sport there is, but none of it matters if it doesn't start up front. And I'm glad you mentioned that because those guys were excellent. Now that we know who those first five are that you've chosen to be your starting line, competition at left tackle, at center, at right guard, primarily throughout the summer. Can you tell us how you arrived at, at Jackson, at Shelton, and at Nopum to be those those first Yeah, teams? I think, um, you know, a lot of it was predicated on, you know, you're getting Joe off the Achilles injury, and I think you felt like you had two guys that could absolutely start at left tackle and, and Alaric Jackson and, and Joe Nopum. And uh, we were also interested in seeing how he played at guard. And I think our goal was, not necessarily to our goal was to be able to find the best five and what we felt like that looked like. And, um, you know, Alaric earned the job at the left tackle spot, you know, to be able to play at a high level while also Joe earned a job, you know, to be one of the starting five. And, and, he, and I thought he played so well in the early parts of camp that even when he missed some time and the work that he still continued to put in, uh, whether it was at tackle or whether it was guard, we said, you know, this guy is, is doing an outstanding job. Um, you know, Steve Avila, a very mature rookie, um, guy that came in. He's got really great traits, but I think he's really conscientious. 
uh, Coleman Shelton and Brian Allen are, are two starting caliber centers and, and Coleman really just edged him out. But we feel great about Brian Allen. Um, when you look at what a good job Joe's done of transitioning, I mean, you talk about Joe has started now at every position for us except for center since he's been here. Mm-hmm. He started at left tackle. He started at right tackle. He started at left guard and now he started at right guard. And what an incredible tribute to his skill set, his versatility, his athleticism, his ownership above the neck. Um, and then Rob Havenstein has been a staple for us at the right tackle. But when you look at the other guys that we had up with the eight guys that we can have up on the active game day roster with our 48, uh, Brian Allen, guy that's played a lot of really good football for us at the center spot that can come in and, and seamlessly step in if need be. I think you look at Tremaine Ankrum, a guy that was really getting a lot of reps with the ones. I think he played starting caliber football coming off of a serious ankle injury last year. Huge credit to him. And then Zach Thomas, another guy that we're really excited about who has done a great job of playing guard, playing tackle. I thought he got some great work in some of those joint practices to, to block some really elite rushers when he was filling in when Rob Havenstein was out. Um, and then, oh, by the way, we've got Kevin Dotson, who we're just continuing to get acclimated um, you know, to our system and get comfortable. And he's a starting caliber player in this league and another guy in Warren McClendon who is a developing player. And so uh, I'm really pleased with that group of 10. Um, but that was how we kind of arrived at the starting five. But feel like we've got starting caliber players and we've got some depth that maybe we haven't felt like we had in years past that, you know, we're, we're going to need that. Avila, when you see him from like the, the shot from the back, I don't think he fits in the couch when he puts on his pads. It's a good thing. That, that's he's huge. He, he is, but he's got athleticism. He can yeah. move. He can redirect. Um, he's stout. He's strong at the point of attack. It's why we felt so strongly about choosing him when we did, and um, I'm glad we've got him. Yeah, and boom at, at right guard. A lot of options there. That's I mean, exactly he's so right. athletic, and he held up one on one in some pa- passing he did, he did situations. Did a great yeah. job. You know, yeah. he did a great job in a lot of those instances. And yeah. You think you could have taken him in a, if you got an isolated Me? rush with a two-way go as a three See, technique? here we go. This is your show, so no. <laughs> <laughs> you called Puka Nakua yesterday as mature a rookie as you've ever been around. That's yep. I can't Man. think of higher praise than that. Um, I'd love to have you take us through the, the fourth quarter, third and eighth throw from Stafford to your oh sideline. Dig into that a little bit. And then if you want to broaden just in terms of what Puka's done to get to this moment in time. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about when, if you look at when Matthew let that go and what the leverage looked like, that is a total trust throw. He was, I mean, in the way that the rush was bearing down on him, great ability to be able to move and manipulate the pocket and where he let that go, threw it to a perfect spot. You know, it, it was kind of a layered concept that we were running and Tutu wasn't sure if he was trying to back, back shoulder him or not. Mm. Um, but Puka did a great job of coming out with it. Matthew made an unbelievable, anticipation throw that is that's who Matthew is and um, for him to be able to have the sideline awareness get that second step in the ground on a big third down that we had to have uh, just look look at the sidelines and look at how excited guys got you know that really created an energy whether it was from players or coaches and that was an awesome play because that sure as hell wasn't a very good play call. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was impressed with his run after catch. Yeah, he's so he's, tough. He's so he's bigger than you think. He is. He's big. He's strong. Um, and the game certainly wasn't too big for him. I, I thought that's really how our team played as a whole yesterday. And he maximized his opportunities. I thought one of the biggest plays of the game was the second down and 17 where he and Matthew connect um, in the high fringe for 16 yards to get us to a third down and one after made a really poor call on the jet sweep. We end up getting moved back right there. And um, for those guys to be able to overcome it with a 16 yard gain on second and 17 on the 17 yard line. And then we're able to punch it in with Kyron on the third and one. 
That was unbelievable by those two. See, this is why I love him. Poor Cole. How about they just made a play? It's never that, right? right. Well, there's sometimes <laughs> yeah. I can admit that, but I can yeah. also admit yeah. to you when uh, that was not a good call. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think the whole left side of their defense was ready wow. for it. Whether it was 58, Julian Love, the yeah. corner, that was not a good call, and the Jets sweeped to 2-2 down there. 2-2, oh my God. I, we knew he could run, but dang, yeah. that kid's got some gas. He does. He's got gas. He's got great aggressive hands at the contact point. I mean, some of the catches that he made over the middle were some of my favorite plays. Obviously, tracking the ball down the field, you know, everybody thinks that's kind of what he does, but he's playing as a complete receiver. Um, you know, you saw him contribute in the run game too, being able to get, you know, connected on guys on the perimeter to spring out some runs and you know, another guy that's just put in a lot of work that it was fun to be able to see his work uh, show itself. But if you asked any of his teammates, if you asked Matthew, was anybody surprised by what he did? It's what he's been doing. And uh, I'm really, uh, again, just happy for him. The stats didn't surprise me because of what you've hinted at throughout the offseason program. But where he got his targets, I mean, every mm -hmm. quadrant on the field, that to me is impressive in terms of his growth, but also the trust that he's built with the quarterback. That's huge. I mean, if you look at the back-to-back in-breaking -back routes that he caught – um, you know, in the fourth quarter, though, those were huge plays where we ends up hitting them, you know, getting earned first. Then you end up going kind of a play action in the shotgun. And you know, he ends up catching another one really in traffic. Matthew delivers a dot right over the middle. He ends up catching it outside of his frame, not flinching, knowing that he's going to get hit. And um, those two have really, you know, they've got a good connection. Um, and you could see those are, you're, you're not letting those go unless you trust that receiver. Sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly, I know Matthew feels that way about really his group as a whole, but I thought there were some really special connections that those two had on his six catches. Puka and Tutu both mentioned having Cup there being important to them. I, maybe I didn't appreciate how much Cooper not dressing, but still being a sideline presence could be for them. He's huge. I mean, he is uh, he's such a special player. Um, there's a reason why he's looked at the way that he is, and it's not because he's such a great player. It's because he's a great person, the way that he pours into these guys. Um, that was a big deal. Uh, you you know, to those guys to have him there, to be able to kind of communicate, uh, to be a sounding board on the sideline. And there's nobody better to communicate that than somebody that's done it uh, the way he's done it. Somebody that approaches the game the way he's approaching the game. Um, somebody that has experience and an understanding of the, you know, nuances of what we're trying to get done offensively. And, and Cooper Cup, you know, even though we certainly missed him on the field, he still made his presence felt in a, in a big way. And I think the way that that group played as a whole is a great reflection of his leadership in that room. It was cool seeing, watching him talk to the receivers and then Brian Allen talk to the O-line. Yes. It's just like egoless, you know? Totally. Everybody's out to help and try to try to win the football game. Uh, running cool the football. I thought uh, we saw a little bit more of Kyron Williams than we thought, at least running the football-wise, and he ran hard. He did a good job, you know? And I thought there was there were some instances where credit Seattle, you know, they forced us mm -hmm. in, into some inefficient early down stuff. Um, I thought Cam, you know, did a good job with some of the carries that he had. And then, and then certainly, you know, the, both those guys do a, do a nice job of complimenting one another, but Kyron did have some big runs, you know, he did a great job of being able to recognize it and press it and, and get the ball where it needed to be. And, um, you know, again, it was, uh, it was fun to be able to see that. Was the impact of the running game, the disposition and the way you utilized it more impactful, maybe than the box score would indicate. 
I, I, you know, I would like to say yes. I thought, I thought there were certain things that, you know, we were too often in some second down and long situations. I don't think you want to have to overcome those as many as, uh, and as many times as we did, even though the guys were able to do it, JB. But, um, it was, it was something that, you know, we want to be more efficient. We do want to be more efficient, snap in and snap out. But I thought the ability to get runs off was definitely helpful for the flow of the game. Um, but also being able to be so efficient on those second and third down situations to extend drives and then give your op- yourself an opportunity to get some more off, um, maintain possession for as long as we did. So the answer is yes in a long-winded way, and I could have just said that about two and a half <laughs> no, minutes no, ago. No, no, I appreciate it. Hey, before we get to the defense, and yeah. they deserve a lot of run they here, sure who do. celebrated the fourth and one touchdown harder, you or my broadcast <sighs> partner, DeMarco <sighs> Farr? Stop. It was probably a tie. Oh, we were both jacked. We're not going to show. Hey, that. hey, listen, <laughs> can't fake the real emotion. So no. was, I'll tell you what, I'd like to say that we set it up with the bad ones on second and third down to be able to just get that one. But the guys executed. And yeah. um, I think JB, I, I think DeMarco and I were both uh, equally fired up. Oh, man, you sucked him in. You got him out. That was that was awesome. Um, <laughs> defensively speaking, I know the defense deserves a lot of credit, but do. so does the offense, because. As good of a job as the defense did getting off the field, you guys did a better job staying on it. So it just wore them out. But, you know, we were asking which guys are going to come along with Aaron Donald. And we saw a lot of Byron Young. We saw a lot of Ernest Jones. A lot of guys. We saw a lot of DK going after their DK. I mean, that was inspiring ball on that side of the football. It really was. And um, I thought they did a great job of just making them earn everything, even in the first half. You know, I think you got to give them credit for some good, well-executed, sustained drives. Um, we kept the ball in front of us for the most part, with the exception of the one scramble to the right sideline where they hit Metcalf off schedule. But I thought, you know, that that first drive to have Ernest Key on the screen on second down to go negative and then to have DK end up making the breakup when they kind of went off schedule and what, you know, maybe would have been a hold on on Byron Young, but he escapes and, and you could see DK ends up staying connected to Lockett, forces the breakup to force him to a field goal. That was a big stop right there. Hmm. I love the way we regathered ourselves after the touchdown drive. I love the way in some sudden change situations, whether it be a blocked field goal or even when they got it in good field position position um you know when we ended up allowing them to get it you know a punt return positive after our offense did a bad job you know kind of moving ourselves back on our second drive to only allow them to get three points out of that Mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome um and then for them to be able to say in the second half they're going to play 16 snaps and hold them the way that they did I don't necessarily think it was one or the other I think I think they just played so well and then I think the offense was able to play complimentary football off of what the defense did being able to get them the ball back but um you know our guys did a great job it was it was awesome to see and then I thought they earned some opportunities to be able to rush Geno Smith Mm -hmm. in the latter parts of the game and that was when the rush and coverage really came to life Uh, but I did think there was some really good stuff on early downs as well Byron Young wasn't perfect, but you could feel his athleticism. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's just getting started, Sean. He is. And what I love about really a lot of these guys, and I thought our defense as a whole, but if you talk about two young rookies who made an impact, whether it was Byron Young or Kobe Turner, these guys play with a relentless strain and finish and an effort. And and that's the thing you feel with Byron Young, you know, and he's so coachable and he's so receptive to it and he has fun and he just gets better every single day. And and that's what you want to see. And uh, I've loved the job Joe Caniglio's done really with that group as a whole. I thought Michael Hoyt made his presence felt. He got Van Volk Bird covering locking on wheel routes even though I don't know how often we want to see that yeah. but it was a hell of a job by him and 
um, there was a lot of good stuff uh, for us to be able to learn from and a lot of things that we can, you know, like we said, there's always going to be things that we can look to improve on. And, and that's what you love about it. See, it's it, we, we've been talking about we, we not me for a long time. Yes. And it's a lot of these guys are new, but it still carries over. I mean, you talked about the beginning of the year. It's about the veterans leading the way. I guess they really are because that's inspired ball on that side. It really is. And and I, from the defensive side of the ball, I can't say enough about Ernest Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, what a swagger. What a presence. What a magnetism he has about himself. I thought Jordan Fuller was outstanding. God, it was just awesome to be able to see him feeling good and play like the player we know he's capable of and see the work he's put in to get himself mm-hmm. back to the positions he's in and the physicality, the communication, the ownership he had to get Aaron Donald back and when you've got mm. you know leaders on all three levels of the defense you know I thought that was really on display and then you see the comfort in you know DK and you see the comfort in Kobe Durant as they've accumulated some snaps in their rookie year and what that looks like in year two and a guy that's played a lot of football on Akella Witherspoon and we talked about Rush East so you know I could I, I thought Roseboom mm. did some really good stuff yeah. you know I, yeah. I was pleased with I was really just I was so pleased with the defense as a whole and and they'll be the first to tell you they're excited about being able to even execute some things in a, in a little bit higher fashion. And guess what? It was a really dang good offense yesterday. You talked about DK versus DK being worth the price of admission. How important is it to have someone who has the swagger and the confidence, even going into his second season, to take that lead challenge? Because there's one every week in the National Football League. It's awesome. you know. And I think really those other two corners that we talked about have that same mindset. And that's one of my favorite things about Trey Tomlinson. You know, He came mm-hmm. in for a couple snaps at the end and um, they're all competitors. I think you better be wired that way as a corner in this league with some of the spots you're put in and you better have a short memory. And if you don't have you know, an authentic confidence and a, and a real security to be able to move from one snap to the next, it's going to be tough sledding. You show me a great corner, I'll show you a guy who's had to respond from some challenging downs and some tough spots that they get put in. And so um, those guys answered the bell in a big way. And um, and that was on display with DK yesterday. You know, I had, had the one, you know, where we end up having the touchdown, but he ends up responding. And he is a, he's got a great play swag, a great play energy, and, and, he, and the game makes sense to him. He's really smart, um, really conscientious, really coachable, and, Aubrey Pleasant did a great job with that group yesterday. Talk your talk, young man. When you make plays like that, go ahead. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You can bark if you want to. Uh, I I think that uh, Roseboom has great lettuce, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that that lettuce is, is is amazing, don't you think so? What is with that? the hair? With the hair, That's lettuce. With lettuce? I've yeah. never heard that before. You never heard the lettuce? He's got great lettuce. He does have. He's, he's got. He's, what the heck's wrong with you, man? He does. He's awesome. No, he, he made some. He made some he great did. plays in there. He really did. We've yeah. we've know we've come to know him as a great special teams player, but he has quietly behind the scenes been putting together a really good yeah. resume as a really good linebacker that was ready to step up and assert himself. Thought he maximized the snaps that he had defensively. You see the urgency he plays with. Mm-hmm. You see the movement. Um, you know, you just see that he, you know, he can he can make plays in the run game. He's got a great ownership of where he fits in coverage. And um, Chris Shula has, has really got that mm-hmm. room. And Jake Hummels continued to take steps in the right direction. And it's great to be able to have our guy Troy Reader back in the inside linebacker room oh, yeah. as well. What'd you make of Brett Maher's bounce back? you know, kind of what we expected, you know, he wanted to be able to have that long attempt. Those were, I mean, you talk about two tough first, you know, field goal attempts where you're talking about, I think it's 58, 57, you know, that that's not exactly conducive for uh, helping our guy out. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to hit the one pretty good. We had a protection error on the interior parts, but he hit that where I think he would have made that um, if we had protected a little bit better on the interior parts in line, but he's a guy that's done it at a high level. I think you, you better be mentally tough as a kicker. He displayed that, and um, you know we're glad that we have Brett Maher here. 
part of that adversity, right? Getting the field goal blocked, but then getting it fixed. So yes. there is no issue after, like you said. Yes. Uh, you said that, didn't you? That was great for his confidence to have that ability to nail I mean, one. I, yeah. I I'm not that the coach, huge. but I feel better about yeah. having Brett Maher as the Rams kicker coming away from Seattle. After yeah. that and second so does half. the coach. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and with, was Ethan Evans going to be the kickoff guy regardless was, of who yeah. got signed? You know what? what it, there's, if we felt like the guy that we signed, but I think it's actually good, you know, because you have a punter that has the ability to do both and the approach that we took. Sure. Now, there might be some, you know, I thought Brett did a good job hitting the squib kick at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Great location. So when you have really your punter and your place kicker that can kind of be alternate, dependent upon the approach that you want to take, that can be a beneficial thing for us schematically. Yeah. I love what you said to him afterward, like, don't change. Yeah. Not that they would after one game, but the power of having something to prove has been a theme of this summer. They proved it. How do you keep that chip on the shoulder for week two? Well, just have your biggest rival come into your place, lock in that focus for the week ahead. Yeah, I mean, and this is a great team. I mean, I, I don't think there'd be anybody that, that that knows anything other than a huge sense of urgency and a great challenge, but that's why you get into the NFL um, and what I think is important too is these guys have been inside out from the jump. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, there, there's a lot of things that are, make this great because people care about what's going on in the NFL, and there's a lot of outside narratives. But you know, I, I think it's really important that it doesn't really mean anything. It was all a bunch of white noise, whether it was positive or negative. And even if there's some positive things right now, that, that that doesn't affect the way that we go about our business. I don't get the sense that these guys are affected by that. Um, they're motivated by the opportunity to improve, to not want to let the person down next to them to continue to take their game to another level where they have a growth mindset and mentality and if we have that uh, I think you will see improvement throughout the course of the year and and that's uh, that's exactly what we're hunting up and and I love going to work with these guys yeah easy to be motivated this week just look at the schedule look who's coming right every yeah. week you better be motivated absolutely you know that. yeah I so, mean but it, I mean you get humbled young, too easily in this league but with a young team I guess that would be part of the issue is turning the page when people are patting you on the back you yeah. know what I mean how do you deal with that think you just go back to work um and you know i I, i'm not naive to the fact that there are things that these guys are you know whether they're you know social media stuff like that but you know i I think if you read it you see it you know you you feed it and whether it's good or bad it it doesn't do anything for us we want to be inside out as much as possible and and so uh you know we'll continue to echo and articulate that but when these guys just come in here, they want to go to work. And there's there's a really powerful thing about when you want to go to work because you want to get better because you don't want to let that guy down next to you. And when you can create that and when you have that with the types of people we have in that building, that's what we want, man. That being said, I won't give the uh, Niners much more oxygen on this show than they uh, they need. But it's our first chance to ask you about Brock Purdy and what he's done coming in as yeah. Mr. Irrelevant through what a nine game high leverage sample size. And you know what, you know, Kyle demands of that position in his system, just your reaction to what he's been able to accomplish. So far stud really great poise, great ownership and understanding. I mean, you just look at, you can just see the rapport that Kyle and him have the way that Kyle's able to call a game. You can see how quickly he gets through progressions. I think it's super impressive how quickly he's able to create off schedule, keep his eyes down the field and have a rapport with guys working off schedule Um, there's a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different things, whether it's personnel grouping or things that they can present in the run and and in the different ways that they can throw the football with the different phases of their offense that um, you can see he has complete autonomy over. I I just think, you know, he plays fast. He's able to process things. He can make quick decisions and he delivers the ball with accuracy and anticipation and it's a scary combination with the guys that they have. Your guy ain't bad either. I'm just saying. I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> I love our guy. I wouldn't want anybody else. 
Gonna be fun on Sunday. Oh, Hope yeah. you'll join us at SoFi Stadium. Sean, thank you for joining us. Appreciate for the, it, guys. Uh, first yes, edition sir. of a new yeah. season of the Coach McKay Show. Uh, <laughs> presented by Microsoft Surface and some great lettuce. Okay. Thank you.